Welcome to the evening booze hour. Episode 138. Uh, guys, this is not a dream. This is not a dream. Or it was all a dream. <laughs> or was it all a dream? It was all yeah. a dream. <laughs> yeah. You guys, congrats. Everything, this was all just a dream. <laughs> um, Quarantine this- is but a dream. Quarantine is, I mean, honestly, it defies, uh, it defies time. It defies everything dreams defy, I dare say. <laughs> it does. It really does. Oh my God. Um. So this episode is dedicated to dreams um, and the such nightmares. Yes. Too. And I wanted to say, like, we came up with this idea during our Instagram live last Friday when we were doing spooky stories. And if you didn't catch our Instagram live, I believe it is on our Instagram feed now. If you actually go to our account, Evening Booze Hour, um, if you updated your app, it's a little different recently, which I just learned. So it saves to your, not your story, your like permanent account, your feed or whatever. And then you start watching it there and then you can finish watching it on Instagram TV, IGTV. So yeah. check it out. Um, it's there permanently now, which is nice because in the story, it's normally only there for like 24 hours. So. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I was wondering about that because um, like I know John Mayer's current mood show is Instagram live, but his always saves like forever. Like you can go back and watch mm-hmm. old ones. And it's been like that. So I wasn't sure if there was like an option to like save for only 24 hours. Or no, forever. normally when I would do it, it would just give you the option to post to your story or to delete it. And this time it gave you the option to post to IGTV or delete it. And so oh, I have no idea, but I updated my app. I never update my app. So oh, God. I'm going to have to go back and watch it because I had a lot of fun. I was so hungover the next day. Oh, <laughs> so. It was a lot of fun. I was like feeling good afterwards. I was just like in a great mood. I loved it. Oh my God. And also I should announce that it was your birthday on Monday, which we <laughs> should have addressed last week's episode, but it seemed like so far away. Um, but you was. yes birthday number 35 Listen. yes officially middle age I'm here welcome to the club <laughs> welcome to the club it feels um, good you know it's fine I like that my b- birthday was kind of during quarantine in a way because there was like no pressure to do anything so yeah, oh. yeah a, nice a lot time. of people my like that nice stuff. yeah Yay! Good. Um, yes, I know. and thank you. And Kate gave me for my birthday my the most important gift: our plant oh, child. child that we had together. She sent me a plant because now you all know Kate's obsessed with plants. I think she mentioned that on yeah. a recent episode. <laughs> Indoor plants. Yeah. And so she sent me a plant from a local shop and we are raising it together and I'm going to try really hard to keep it growing and healthy uh, because I'm not very good at that. But now she's put the pressure on. So yeah, (laughs) I love it. And what is is her name again? The plant's name is Pippa because an ode to Pippa Middleton's ass, really. 
um, from yeah. the royal family. She's Kate Middleton's sister, if y'all remember from the royal wedding. <laughs> and may, uh, may our baby plant be as full as Pippa Middleton's ass one day. I just want something that was like a P. So Pippa was yeah. when I landed on. It makes sense. I love it. And good freaking luck because, man, you got to watch that thing. I, I know. I know. I'm prepared. <laughs> put it in a place. I will pass it every single day. So I will see it. I wonder if you only have to water it once a week. Like one of the plants I have, the suggestion is that you put two ice cubes in it mm-hmm. once a week. Mm-hmm. Which, like, I love the ice cube method because oh, yeah. that's like, a certain amount of water. Because, like, totally. I don't know how much freaking water I'm supposed to pour in there. Like, a ton of fucking water or just, like, a little, like, boop, boop. <laughs> like, what are we talking here? Well, so, and orchids, you use perfect. the ice cube me- method for two with orchids because they're really delicate. So, that's where I first learned about oh, it. You would I'm just, like, sorry. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Who are you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This plant mm-hmm. lady secret plant lady? Orchid hunter. I don't know. <laughs> oh my god. I never knew you were an orchid enthusiast. I'm just not good at raising plants. It doesn't mean I don't know stuff about plants. <laughs> You're like, you would think I'm it would actually, mean that. I'm actually hugely like into plants. I know every species of plant by its Latin name, but I don't have any in my house. <laughs> exactly. I love that so much. Wow, what a secret identity. I love that for you. <laughs> I love that for you. Oh, my God. What are we doing here? Um, anyway, so your birthday, you're an old bitch like me now. It was Welcome great. to the club. Um, so yeah, so if you didn't wish Liz happy birthday yet, you better get on that <laughs> two days late, just like Gemini our news. Look out, Gemini season. Yeah, the Gemini's, man. Whew. We're getting ready to have a breakdown, so get ready. <laughs> get ready. Everybody fucking brace yourselves for the Gemini storm that is a Bruin. <laughs> In Gemini's in quarantine, unite. <laughs> oh, my God. Episode title <laughs> right there. Um, love this. So what are you drinking? Oh, my God. Okay. Well, we started this trend on Friday, last Friday, with our Instagram Live. But a spritzer, it was, I have white wine with a little bit of white claw mango. And then this morning we made a delicious breakfast and had some leftover fruit so I have blackberries and raspberries floating in there and I've just been like low-key sipping on it all day yeah it's so good it's It's so so good I love it it's so good and I don't like as you all know just seltzer water flavored seltzer I just can't but with the wine in it it just gives it like that extra little thing I need in my seltzer. <laughs> Who knew all I needed was wine in, in mixed with seltzer? Yeah. Wine oh makes my God. everything better. 
It's so good. And then like it's a hard seltzer, so it makes it even freaking better. Yeah, I've been doing both actually this weekend. I've been switching on and off between White Claw and just regular like bubbly in my, you know, so if you don't want to get too crazy. Um, Right. And it's so refreshing and nice. And get into, let's bring the spritzer back, you know, people. (laughs) A white wine spritzer. I feel like that was big in the 80s. And now I know why. Why is it not a thing? Like everybody's like, ooh, I know Shannon was indulging in a little spritzer action. Um, freaking cheers to you. It's it's like, yeah, how haven't people been drinking this always and forever? Like, why was and this just a trend? If you put the the berries in it like I did, I just oh ate one God. and you, you bite it. into it, it's like a little a little burst of your white wine spritzer in your mouth. <laughs> it's like a sangria spritzer. Yes. Oh my God, you just invented the sangria spritzer. How do you feel? <laughs> Who do you want to thank? Oh, oh my God. Well, um, uh, um, Jesus, I don't know. <laughs> You're like, is that contractually obligated that I have to thank Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, who invented wine? I don't know. <laughs> Jesus put water into wine. That was cool. Yeah. Thank you, yeah, Jesus. Hey. Jesus, check out the spritzer when you get a chance. You will think it's awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, Jesus, wait until carbonated water. It's going to blow your fucking mind. <laughs> Just wait for it. Oh, my so, God. So, yeah. But, yeah, so what are you drinking? Are you drinking something okay. similar? Same thing. Same thing, but the black cherry, because that's what I uh, always fucking get. Yum, 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 yum. What's that? Yum, 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 yum. <laughs> I literally thought it was, like, breaking up. <laughs> um, yeah, I have the Sauvignon Blanc because uh-huh. that's that's the white one I like because it has the word it's Sauvignon dang. in it. That's the only reason I remember that I like the Sauvignon Blanc. And it's crisp. And, yeah, that's what I have, too. Remember, I had to like text you. I was like, Liz, what's the white wine I like? You're like, you like Sauv- all Sauvignons. Yeah. Yes. Sauvignon You're like, it's Cabernet it's Sauvignon. Sauvignon. Is it Rouge? Is it Blanc? Doesn't matter. <laughs> you fucking like it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I am drinking that little spritzer yeah, action. Um, and it is good. It really is refreshing. It's addicting. I'm not going to lie. Oh, this yeah. could be. Well, I- drinking this since Friday like for Mm -hmm. every occasion that I would drink for I've been drinking this I mean that is partly because we have a box of wine but also because it's just delicious and the weather's nice and everything else (laughs) my god the weather is just Italian kiss (sighs) totally totally things are starting to open back up um people let us know what things are like and in your area we would love to know like here they just opened up for dine-in restaurants and bars again with precautions obviously but you know I'm not so sure if I'm gonna go check that out right away but yeah I would love to know I would love to there are certain things that like I will do right away I got my dog groomed right away as soon as that was open his nails nails needed it so bad my god I love what it sounds like they have high heels on when they're walking across like (laughs) tile floor (laughs) it's like (laughs) <laughs> this is so sad. 
That's like our old beagle had that. Her nails were just so fucking long when she got old because she hated getting her nails clipped. So my dad's like, she's old. I'm not traumatizing her to clip her nails. And it's just like, click, clack, click, clack. (laughs) They definitely do something where they like put tripod under, I don't know, because he's definitely groggy when we pick him up. But we're like, you know what? You guys know how to handle it. So as long as he's not injured. You're like, whatever drug you had to give him, I don't fucking care. Thank you. <laughs> no, I've told you, I've called before, and I was like, I need to make an appointment. And they're like, okay, what's your dog's name? And I was like, Tripod. And they're like, oh, we know Tripod. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, no. Yeah, he's the bad oh, dog. Oh, he's yeah. a legend. Yeah, it's so bad. But yeah, I'm like, hey, they know how to handle him, at least. <laughs> that is fucking hilarious they're like oh sorry we have no openings click (laughs) (laughs) oh your tripods mom oh no sorry we we don't have any openings Boop. (laughs) yeah i know oh my god get them in before they can realize it so yeah so let us know how you guys are doing in your quarantine we like are obviously doing something special this week because you know for me a lot of times in the beginning of quarantine, I would just be like, is this a dream? And like, I'm going to wake up, you know, like, is this really happening? Because it's so like Black Mirror near future-esque that Mm -hmm. it almost doesn't feel real. So I think focusing on dreams this week is just like the perfect theme for quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. Totally freaking agree. Um, Yeah. I thought we could dive into it with um the meaning behind dreams because yeah. that's kind of always what everybody's like I had this weird ass dream like it was about x y and z and then you can just like put it in the googles and it will tell you like what your dream basically is telling you but there's a lot of speculation um, you know, a lot, I didn't dig like too, too deep into this, but, um, a lot of things I read were like conflicting arguments or, mm-hmm. you know, saying just like a dream is just like an electrical impulse and it literally means nothing. I, I did encounter that some too, you know, like, is this okay. real? Do people believe in it? Like with the dream science, I'd say um, for sure. But like, aren't there co- like common themes in dreams too? Like if you dream yeah. about them, like, cause a lot of people have similar dreams. I yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of what I looked into. Like, okay. Most, because some people do have like just weird fucking ass dreams, like all over the place. But then if you ask other people, they'll just say like, oh, I always have this dream about being chased, Mm -hmm. you know, or like something more general. Um, And I'm sure you have, which we can talk about later, a recurring dream. Um, Or like if somebody says, tell me about a dream you always have. Like, I feel Mm -hmm. like most people have an example um, you know, they always have, um, this dream of being chased, we'll say, because I just said that one, but, um, 
that could mean that you're running from something or you're not mm. like addressing something in your waking life that needs attention. Okay. So okay. it's not like literally and and you know some people you're think avoiding. Yes, yeah. And some people think like dreams are like tell you your future so it's like oh, you're going to be chased by someone in your future. No. Like it's not so you know I think it's like a manifestation of like what you're experiencing in life because stress controls so much of dreams like in what I've been learning like I think it's just like yeah this like subconscious stress is like you know building up and making you and I I think since quarantine happened like there's been a spike in people searching on Google about like what does it mean to have a dream about X? Because like oh, all of a sudden in quarantine and they're so stressed and this and that, like they're having different dreams, new mm-hmm. dreams. Um, but this one kind of relates. So it's water. If you have a dream that like most of it has to do with water. So either, um, you know, it could be like calm water or rough water, really like see-through clean water or murky water. Like it's supposed to represent your emotions or your like Mm -hmm. conscious mind. But um, then it got me thinking like, you know how most of your body is like made up of water or whatever? Mm -hmm. Like I forget the exact percent. No, it, um, it is, yeah. Yeah, it's like 70% of your body is made of water or whatever. And you think about the moon, the effect the moon has on the ocean. And then you're like, oh, my God, if, like, bodies are made mostly out of water, it kind oh, of yeah. sense that, like, during a full moon, people go, like, more crazy or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, right. the moon. Or, like, your period. Yes. Like your period yeah. being tied to the tides, you know, like, am I oh. right, ladies? <laughs> I could totally see, like, while you're sleeping and you're just, like, mind is off, yet it might be working even more in oh, a way. Yeah. You know because what I mean? Because now you're finally relaxed, yeah. So you're finally relaxed, so you can go into a more, like, euphoric place and... You know, maybe it's your body's way of showing you, like, you're, you are fucking stressed out. So maybe it's giving you, like, a dream of crazy, like, rough seas and, you know, kind of trying to tell you to, like, you need to calm your waters, like, calm your body. Right? Is that, like, too deep? Am I going too no, deep here? No, no. I think, um, no, it reminds me of something I remember our good friend Maggie animal correspondent once said to me because she is also a yogi and I was like telling her that I always have like trouble with balance in my yoga Mm -hmm. postures like that's one thing I struggle with and she's like well that's because like you're unbalanced in life (laughs) she said something like that and I was like oh shit you might be right (laughs) you're like oh fuck oh wait she's got a point (laughs) yeah So, I mean, I think, like, there is a lot, it's a lot bigger than we even realize. Well, exactly. And that's the thing I'm like, if I read some 
something about the same kind of dream, like two totally different interpretations. Like each person making the interpretation has a totally different viewpoint and they're both, they both would sound valid. Do you know what I mean? Well, they were like completely opposite meaning. So I guess ultimately it was a lot of what I read was like, you should interpret your own dreams, like how you think they came to you. So like, if you had a horrible dream, then like, you need to reflect for a minute and think of like something you might need to change or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, like stop and think about things. And if you're having like great, wonderful dreams, like flying through the sky, like not a care in the world, then you're good basically, you know? Yeah. Uh, But we're, or if you're having a dream where you're flying and you're like low to the ground, having to like swerve through obstacles and stuff, then that would mean you're probably out of control in your life and you need to like start controlling yourself. So, so, I mean, most of what I read said, listen to your dreams but either it means A, B, C, or D, like the list goes on, really. But um, this is basically like what I would say the average response was to like, I'm sure other people have had this dream, which is one of my reoccurring dreams is with like school Mm -hmm. or like you're in a classroom and you're not prepared to take a test this one I still have (laughs) and we graduated a long time ago and like that's interesting because like I wonder are you just always that way even in person when you're taking a test like is that just like kind of the test performance anxiety and like that you know that's how you manifest like feeling anxious about something or like when you put on the spot you know like what's the deeper meaning exactly well and that's one thing I read was that you need to like basically get your life in control like be prepared basically like prepare yourself Uh, okay prepare don't feel like you're not prepared got it so you have control because I've never had that one but I've had um I got I mentioned this on Instagram live where like my bed lifts up and your it spins and I fall out of bed and that one I'll talk a little bit more about later on um Because it kind of is more like sleep paralysis. I've experienced okay. that slightly. So I feel like I don't have like a recurring theme, but I have, but I have like other things that have happened more than once, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Because that didn't come up on the list that I saw of like recurring dreams. Um, but also this, the school or test one, it's like the lesson, quote unquote, or test, quote unquote that you could face um, like in the school or whatever. It's, it's basically that you need to learn from your past. It's mm-hmm. like, okay. I guess telling you to like look into your past and learn something like think about what you learned from your past to get to now. So it's more of like an enlightenment sort of message, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um but again, like there's all different interpretations of this. Right. Recurring that's dreams. Nice. I mean, that's nice. Like, it could mean something different for everybody. Yeah. Know? Yeah. But and and like if you're having 
a test anxiety dream, it could mean two totally different things. You know what I mean? Like at least two totally different things because it's the little details and things that happen in your dream that could mean, you know, totally different things than just the overall theme of like a test dream or whatever. Or this, this is a big one, a death dream. Oh, okay. Under the category death, like a death dream. A lot of fucking people, probably everybody has had a death dream. Like, do they die? Do someone know, someone they know dies? Okay. You know, uh-huh. it can mean anything about death. Um, which is often directly related to, like, a dramatic change that's going on in your life. Um, the thing of one, the end of one thing, you know, mm-hmm. is obviously because right, it's the right change yeah it's something new so it's like or like grieving grieving something i'm sure yeah yep yep and and even if you know there were things that say it could mean a rebirth so you know most people you think of death oh that's a negative thing but maybe it, in your dream it's a positive thing because it's like the death of one thing is the rebirth of something else or whatever you know so um Another one is falling. A lot of people have falling dreams, which um, that's I would think mine is kind of like falling okay. out of bed. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So if, if it's like a fast fall, um, it means you're feeling out of control. Okay. So if you have that dream, like it's your body telling you you're you're feeling out of control. Look into that. That more. makes sense. It's more sudden than fast, I'd say. Like, it just happens where it's not like I'm falling for a really long time. And I'm like, oh, right. or anything like that. Yeah. And I think a lot of people have that dream when they're, like, getting in to sleep. Excuse me. Because, like, we've all been there. We're, like, laying on the couch. Oh, our eyes start to close, 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 close. And before you even know you're asleep, you're just, like, whoop, jolted back. And, like, you right. kick. Right you on know. the edge. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I think everybody's had that. And that I is a sudden thing. Yeah. Crazy. And then, oh, if you have a, a dream, if you're falling, like, slow, um, you're letting go of something. Oh, okay. So that could be a positive, too, then. Right. Exactly. Wh- which is what I mean. Like, each of these categories it has, like, kind of a positive or negative Mm-hmm. like oh um another one is bait like a baby you have a baby or there's just all of a sudden a baby in your dream it's about something new like for a job or a project so it doesn't uh, mean like oh yeah I've heard of people who like have babies in their dreams like or like mm-hmm. the baby just appears or, like you ha- you're like suddenly have to like help with the baby for some reason you know <laughs> like, oh my god my mom had a dream well she goes I had a dream no a nightmare that I had a baby, and she's like, <gasps> "Oh my god, <laughs> that is a nightmare." <laughs> I'm dying. So, but it could have been just like, you know, she. It maybe was even around the time where she retired from her job she had had for like thirty something years, and right, then yeah. she went to like, yeah, a totally different kind of like part time job situation. You know, like not even related to what she did her whole life basically um so maybe that she had that dream during that time I'll have to ask her if she remembers 
Um, so another one, I guess a lot of people have dreams about food, which oh, like, okay. well, like, are you eating a ton of food? Are you looking at a ton of food? Like, I, I don't <laughs> know, but apparently it means that you're hungry for new information. So okay. when it expands huh. your mind, another one is losing teeth, which I've heard <laughs> of a lot. I never had this. Wow. Dream. Um, and that, it could mean, terrifying. yeah, it could mean you're worried about your appearance. Um, you are concerned about your ability to communicate or you're losing personal power. So I guess that one is all just bad, bad news. Yeah. <laughs> if you have a dream about losing your teeth, there's losing nothing. Losing teeth all around is bad. So. Yeah, nothing good's going to happen there. <laughs> um, but I've never had that one. So another Me one either. I have. So I have, I think I talked about maybe last episode um, that I had this dream about snakes. All yes. over my bedroom you floor. You talked about it on the Instagram live. Yes. yes. Okay. So the snake's all over my bedroom floor. Crazy. Right? So I've had that recurring dream. Um, then the dream, the te- be- be- being prepared for a test, basically. Um, mainly it's like a college situation where they're like, oh, yeah, you enrolled into this class. Like, you need to take this final. And if you don't get an A... And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I have gone to one class and I have to take a final? Like, what the fuck? Um, I have that dream all the time. Seriously. so it's crazy. So um, which is, it's weird because, like, I'm a stay-at-home mom. So it's not like I have, like, deadlines, you know, like. I'm not kind of thinking in that more corporate type of like job maybe that's how you manifest your stress because you don't work like in the corporate world so like you relate it back to the last thing you know that was super stressful which might have been college you know oh yeah i don't know i'm my dream interpreter a dream weaver if you will (laughs) you are my dream weaver Dream <laughs> oh, Wayne's World. <laughs> there, I should have made like a dream compilation mix for this episode. There were so many good dream songs. <laughs> so many, countless. Um, so the last one I just wanted to talk about, which is one that I have probably the most recurring dream I have, is that I have to get through like a tiny space like I'll be be like in a house like a normal house but it'll be like to get to the bathroom you have to like crawl through this tiny hole in the ceiling and and it's like impossible like it's it's like fucking weird right what oh my goodness so weird and um that's terrifying I'm claustrophobic I would hate that like that sounds like a nightmare to me I'm not claustrophobic but I'm always just like it's it just always seems like such an inconvenience like to me and I'm just like what the fuck just like why do I have to go through this these little fucking holes like there's got to be a better way (laughs) like I I remember like thinking that in my dream but so I guess a lot of people have dreams about being in tight situations which Uh, I interpret that 
because that's literally a tight situation, right? Yeah. Uh, but it says it's reminding yourself that you got out of a tough situation last time, so you'll get through it this time. Oh, so okay. I guess it's like to remind you, like, if you think you're in like a tight situation, you're going to get through it. Which like, I'm definitely not like a stressor type of person. Like I don't dwell on things. I don't get, I try not to get super stressed about things. So like, I don't know if maybe my tight situation dreams are different than other people's tight situation dreams. Well, <laughs> it's probably something. just like that, you know, situation, whatever it might be like that anxiety that you feel, you know, in those yeah. type of things. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's telling me like, you're a good mom. <laughs> you think <laughs> you're horrible right now, no, but you're good. Yeah, you're to get through exactly. it. Like, you got through the worst. <laughs> Hopefully. Well, and I on. love how it like references that it only shows up to remind you that you've already gone through something and been successful at it. So that's like really nice to hear, you know, like that's definitely a positive. Yeah, that's like a well-intentioned, I guess. But damn, it's scary. It's almost a nightmare situation, you know, mm-hmm. having to go through like tight spaces. Um, so those were the most you know, kind of requested, I guess, on Google, like, what okay. is it about X, Y, or Z? Um, Those are all good ones, all common ones I think people have had before, for sure. Yeah, but let us know, like, what your most common dream is, and we will look into it and tell you we'll what that means about you. We will we'll read we'll your, dream. your dream. your <laughs> dream. I said we'll weave your dream. Liz will weave your dream because she is, as we all know, a dream weaver, a professional. Can you please add professional dream weaver? No, self-proclaimed. Self-proclaimed dream weaver. Oh my God. I love that so much. I need to make you business cards that say that. Could you imagine if you pass those out in L.A.? You would get so uh, many fucking calls. Yeah. You, I mean, I could totally see some, like, marketing PR agency just being like, we are the weavers of dreams, you know? <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. Like, you need to literally print a business card that just says your name and dream weaver and, like, your email address. <laughs> you would get so, so many fucking emails. Oh my God, this is a good business right I think now. People just want to know, like, what does it even mean? So email me yeah. to find out. They're so intrigued. So fucking intrigued. Oh, yeah. oh. And all it is is I just Google your dream and just read that back to you. Hey. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And people would be like, oh my God, I need to change my whole life. You actually just like wreak havoc all over fucking LA. I know. Oops. <laughs> oh my god. Can we make a a movie out of that? I <laughs> think I, it, it must be one. <laughs> gotta be like a Ben Stiller movie or something. Cameron yeah, Diaz. Definitely. He's got, like, ben Stiller is definitely the like main love interest in the Dreamweaver movie. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, now that we know about dreams and what they mean I'm going to talk about controlling 
the storyline of your dreams through lucid dreaming. Yeah. Um, and feel free to jump in with anything. Like I know you looked into a little bit of this too. So I'm just going to read about it and then also get some um, opinions from different experts. Because like we were saying earlier, dream science is very debated, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's up yeah. in the air. <laughs> So, so this okay. is from Healthline. Healthline, I feel like that must be reputable, right? I don't know. Yeah, that sounds legit. <laughs> Firefest? Yeah, Firefest sounds so legit. <laughs> so it says, lucid dreaming happens when you are aware that you are dreaming. You're able to recognize your thoughts and emotions as the dream happens. And sometimes you can control this lucid dream you may be able to change the people, the environment, or the storyline in your dream. And um, lucid dreaming, if you like, you can actually practice it, which I'll get into, can help you reduce nightmares or anxiety that you might have. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is why I got interested in this because I've heard recently on like three or four different occasions something about controlling your lucid dreams. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought it was weird that like like the third time I heard it within like a couple weeks I was like okay what is this you know like so then I looked a little bit into it um and and read stuff about controlling your own dreams and like I was like it's very what? inception <laughs> it's like very yeah. inception if yeah, you like seen the movie inception yeah, it like hurts your brain. It's like thinking about space, you know. It's I'm just like nope, 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 nope. I can't. Sorry, <laughs> abort the situation. It, it seems cool. I don't know if I have enough like willpower and determination to like practice it. But so basically, lucid dreaming occurs when you sleep. Your brain cycles go through your REM cycle, your rapid eye movement um, sleep cycle, and then your non-REM sleep. And non-REM sleep includes three different stages. Um, During non-REM, your brain waves, heartbeat, and eye movements gradually slow down. But then in REM sleep, your brain is very, very active. So physically, like, you're all slowed down. But, you know, um, and then when you go into REM, everything activates. And your heart rate and your eye movements also increase. Well, right. That's why I thought like when people are like, oh, when you sleep, like your mind calms. I'm like, no, I feel like the opposite. Like during the day, your body's working and your mind is more like working at 10%, you know? And when you're sleeping, right. your body's working, but your brain is like taking charge. That's but what it they seems call like. It, like. Yeah, but they call it like the recharge of your brain. So I don't know. It's just so controversial. Right, right. So, like, so, yeah, exactly. Lucid dreams, like most dreams, happen during your REM sleep cycle. Um, But in a lucid dream, what makes it a lucid dream is that you know that you're dreaming and you're aware of your dreamingness, I guess. (laughs) So, um, it shows when they're, like, pinch pinch yourself to wake up and then they pinch themselves and they were just dreaming. (laughs) It's like. Exactly. But it's like being able to like 
recognize that you're in a dream and then also now control yeah. and manipulate the dream in some way. So about 55% of people have experienced one or more lucid dreams in their lifetime. However, frequent lucid dreaming is pretty rare. Only about 23% of people have lucid dreams at least once a month. So it is, I think we've all kind of experienced something where maybe it's a variation of that, where you know you're, you think you're, you know you're not awake. You know, like, this has something to be a dream or something. Also that I thought was interesting, and I don't know if you read anything about this, but um, when I was pregnant, a lot of people would say, like, oh, you're going to have, like, crazy lucid dreams. Oh. you know like other women who had been pregnant they're like oh you're gonna have and I don't really particularly remember having like you know more dreams or more lucid dreams you know um which I guess would mean more like lifelike dreams that's what um, I think yeah but I, I don't I don't think that happened to me but but you know like a woman's body while she's carrying a baby is like freaking crazy enough as it is that I wouldn't doubt that like also your brain was more like ready to go to you know I don't know I just think it takes more brain power to get to this place right right, right. right. well and like maybe your hormones too you know that are different so here actually that's a perfect segue because here are some ways you can experience lucid dreams So, um, you need to follow these tips, get more REM sleep. So because they usually happen during this REM cycle, spending more time in this stage will increase your chances of lucid dreaming. So follow like a troll that well, follow a sleep schedule or exercise daily. That'll help you sleep deeper. Um, avoid electronics before bed, like looking at your phone, um, watching TV, Create a relaxing sleep environment and avoid right. caffeine and alcohol before bed. And I know that's so true for me. If I drink like before bed, I do n- I don't have crazy dreams, but I just do not sleep well, restfully at all. Right, like you're not getting REM sleep. Um, right, exactly. Well, I've heard that like smoking marijuana, marijuana <laughs> cigarettes, the hippie cigarettes. <laughs> Um, that like if you smoke you won't really dream or at least you're dreaming but you're just not remembering like, it. you wake up and someone's like what did you dream about you'd be like I don't know nothing right <laughs> you know like you don't you don't remember it um and I think that is true just speaking from experience <laughs> no um, I I agree too I agree too yeah, I I think like thinking back, yeah, I don't I would say my dreams are less like I would less wake up being like, "Oh my god, that dream was crazy." You know, I would just kind of wake up and be like, "Oh, okay, let's start the day." <laughs> you know, yeah. like no recollection of any dream whatsoever. So, yeah, I mean, what one way you know like you can remember your dreams is to kind of avoid some of that stuff before bed but another way to help is the next step on here which is keeping a dream journal which I don't do but a lot of people use a dream journal or diary to help with their lucid dreaming they when they write down like 
the dreams that they have, it forces you to recall them. And then this thought is to help your brain become more aware of dreaming because you're just practicing them. Maybe I'll try that. Plus they say that you should journal like right first thing in the morning. And like, I'm not a journaler, even though I'm a journalist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, same. (laughs) Um, I would love to do that. You should, should really try do, like a dream blog for just sure. to see if my brain can like go there. You know, just I think science. it would be interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm dedicating my life to science right now. Yeah. You heard it. first. <laughs> well, okay. So then you might also want to practice this, which I think I might try to practice this. Ooh, it's okay. called reality testing. And it's Ooh. your level of consciousness is, similar when you're awake as it is dreaming. So by increasing your awareness during your waking state, you can also enhance your awareness during your dreaming state. So that's what reality testing is. And it's like throughout your day, do different reality checks um, to make sure just you're aware of things that to make sure that you're aware of what's real and not a dream. Like pinching your face. (laughs) Yes. Sort of like that. So one is finger through palm. Push your fingers against your opposite of your palm. And if they pass through, you're dreaming, obviously. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> These are very Inception. Like, you know how you have, they have those little tokens in Inception to like help them remember what's real and what's yes. not real. Um, movie of the week should be Inception. I, uh, we already watched. It was so good. And then, like during quarantine, we, we watched. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to watch that. I haven't seen it since like the movie theaters, probably. It's been a while. It was really good. So another one is mirrors. In a dream state, your reflection won't look normal. So you can look at the mirror. And like, if you don't already a million times a day, <laughs> you can yeah. start doing that. I just had a total flashback of like, a dream that I'm looking in the mirror and my reflection is a fucking crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that means that it's a dream, weird. obviously. I, I did yeah. not even remember that dream until you just said that. That is. Oh, yeah. Some things might trigger some stuff that you just have put out of your mind. So another one, which I would have never thought of is pinching your nose And if you're able to breathe, then you're in a dream, you know, and if you're not, obviously you're awake. So um, just some of these physical things that you wouldn't be able to do if you're awake. Just to be be like aware that Mm -hmm. you're in a dream. This is to help be, uh, it's called, it's called reality testing, which will heighten your awareness in real life, which then helps heighten your awareness in dream life. So the last two are reading, looking away from text, and then looking back at it. And if you're dreaming, the text will change usually. Oh. Uh, You're like reading something. And then tattoos. If you have tattoos, look at them. They'll look different in a dream, apparently. Oh, I do not have tattoos. I do, but I never look at it because it's on my I lower know. back. So I like literally never look at it. So I should I, start doing it. I used to always forget that you had a tattoo and then you'd like bend over and I'd sneak a peek at that ass. <laughs> no, just kidding. Tramps and I would be like, out of like nowhere, there's like a back tattoo. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Every time it like Surprise. made me forget. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, there's your tramp stamp. 
<laughs> yeah, no, and that's why I never look at it. It's like, honestly, people ask me, do you regret, regret getting a trans stamp? And I'm like, no, I like never, ever look at it. It's on that part of your body. Think about it. Think I'm about it. Like if you had a hole there, anything, like <laughs> it would not bother you because you literally never see it. Yeah. So anyways, look at your tattoos, people. Check out your tramp stamps. Um, And lucid dreaming, one benefit, like I mentioned earlier, is it helps decrease nightmares. So when you're able to control your dreams more, um, you can help with that anxiety and that stress. Um, So you usually have nightmares when you either have stress, anxiety, depression, sleep deprivation, narcolepsy Mm -hmm. or sleep disorder, PTSD are on some kind of medication or are abusing substances. Okay. Well, I was just going to say, like, it's really creepy how, like, when kids have, like, nightmares or, like, night terrors. I know that that will start at, like, age four or five, I believe. Mm-hmm. Maybe even three, four or five. Um, and that always scared me, like, that my kids would have night terrors. Because right. number one, like, well, they can't okay. verbalize like, it either. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. And um, but to be like aware of being able to think in this way that like, think about how much their bodies are changing. Like, they're having like so many growth spurts, and mm-hmm. who knows what the fuck's going on inside of a teeny tiny body? Like, it's crazy. So it makes sense that like their imagination is so wild, but they're also like able to grasp like, you know, way more intelligent things, I guess, than when you're just like a toddler, you know? So it's like, oh, you're at crossroads when you think about it. But when you're that little, you don't remember thinking that way. So when you're asleep, you're probably like, mind is being fucking blown and like who knows what you're thinking about it's crazy but it's really common for that age group to have night terrors and nightmares um which is like so sad and I'm just like hoping that doesn't happen to my kids but if, if you have you can almost like kind of coach them through like, if they're anxious about something, maybe that is spiking when they have nightmares. And maybe mm-hmm. you can, like, talk to them about, like, when you're in your dream, like, just stop and say no to the pr- or, you know, like, something. Because right. kids really listen and they really, like, take your advice. So I wonder if that could be helpful. This should be, like, <laughs> Dreamweaver, get on this. <laughs> No, I know. I agree. And and like little kids, I think are much more susceptible to that. I think, you know, their imaginations are also kind of running wild too. So they're just like learning what's real and what's not real from that. Um, But yeah, so there is like some debate in lucid dreaming. Um, So I did find this other article that talked to some psychological professionals about lucid dreaming. So I just thought I would read their opinions, Um, you know, a couple of them. So this is from Jessica Payne. She's associate professor of psychology at the University of Arizona. Whoop, whoop, wildcats. Oh, um, okay. Arizona, where my husband went to college and where we are from. Um, <laughs> so she says about lucid dreaming, 
it's definitely is real, even though it sounds crazy, like some kind of mysterious finding that can never be scientifically replicated. But actually, there's real empirical work in support of lucid dreaming. There's a misconception that it's rare or it's difficult to achieve. We actually know that quite a few people can learn to do it. There's a lot of evidence coming out of her lab and others that the sleeping brain will selectively process instructions or memories that you give it before you go to bed. So for instance, if you're studying for an exam, one of the best things you can do is read your notes one last time before you go to sleep yeah. because you're telling the sleeping brain yeah. what to focus on. So then you feel yep. more I've in control. I've heard that before with like studying. Okay. Yep. This also works, she says, when trying to solve a problem or come up with some kind of creative solution. So hmm. according to her studies, at least 80% of people who go to bed with the intention of remembering their dreams for three weeks will start reporting very vivid dreaming. So if they like are very intentional, we'll wow. Okay. Yeah. So right before you're about to fall asleep, really think about like, I really want to remember my dream tonight. Like, please brain remember my dream. And then you fall asleep and then you remember your dream. Right. Or like, I need to solve this problem or just like actively think about something right before you go to yes. bed, I guess. Okay. That, that to yes. me, like, seems like it might keep me up more, but that's, I don't know. Yeah. That's what she's saying. <laughs> True. Like okay. So this next one is from um, Ina Dijonlik. Dijonlik. I'm... <laughs> D-J-O-N-L-A-C, or D-I-C. <laughs> she oh is an assistant professor from neuro of neurology at Harvard Medical School. And oh, well, she must know everything. She exactly. went to Harvard. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't say your last name. Um, so she says about lucid dreaming, this short answer is yes, it's real. Going by lucid dreaming's um, broader definition, becoming aware of that you're dreaming within the dream itself, she says, I think many people have had that experience. And then there are some practices where the people use that experience to train themselves to lucid dream and then control like the dreaming process. So it doesn't really become lucid until like you're controlling it, I guess. Okay. Um, but it's okay. definitely like a, a variation, you know, like you're starting that process. Um, she okay. says, I think where lucid dream can be, lucid dreaming can be helpful is when it comes to nightmares. As a clinician, I've seen a couple of patients who have success, successfully trained themselves to lucid dream to help cope with and eliminate their nightmares. And there are reports in literature that confirm this phenomenon too. So definitely for like PTSD, this could be helpful and people that have recurring nightmares that give them anxiety. So mm -hmm. that's definitely a positive of lucid dreaming. Wow. Yeah. See that, that would definitely drive me to lucid dream more than just like now. Cause I'm just like, Oh, whatever. You know, it's not like, but if you have like night terrors and PTSD, then I feel like you would be like, let's look into this. Let's mm -hmm. fucking look into this. That is crazy. Yeah. I think so those are some this. clinical opinions. Um, but that's lucid dreaming. That's all I really was going to report on and just share those opinions. Um, and then 
a little bit later on, I'll get more into sleep paralysis, which is something that like terrifies me, but it's very kind of related as well. But I think before we do that, you have a crime time sleep inspired story, right? I do. Well, I have a couple. So, okay. There's this thing, which like, if you're into true crime podcasts, at least um, you've probably heard about one or two cases of somebody basically committing a murder while they're quote unquote sleepwalking, or at least they're using the sleepwalking defense, um, which is like fucking crazy. And I don't know, like nothing creepier than a child sleepwalking (laughs) knock on wood. Neither of my children sleepwalk. Um, but I've heard in general is creepy. Just any age, anyone. It's scary if you're not the person sleepwalking. (laughs) Okay. Like I've heard of people doing fucking crazy ass shit while they're sleepwalking. And then there's the like myth of like, don't ever wake up a sleepwalker, you know, but it's like, if somebody literally has like their, hands around your freaking throat <laughs> you're not supposed yeah. to wake up like not that that's happened to me thank fucking god but like I've heard of I've heard of that too yeah I don't but know also like I was gonna say also sometimes like I'm thinking of a, of a forensic files episode but I won't say which case in case like you're getting into it where things that you do while you're supposedly sleepwalking almost prove that like you would have definitely woken up during that you know, so yep, like, yep, also yep. thinking about, you know, like what you can really can't do when you're sleepwalking. Yeah, it's fucking wild, just like sleepwalking in general. Um, But so I found this article, it was like, you know, top seven cases in history about sleepwalking, whatever, using the sleepwalking defense. Um, So I chose just four. They're quick little paragraphs. But um, the first one is basically the oldest. So it's the case of Massachusetts versus Terrell. Shout out. Yes, Massachusetts. (laughs) Um, In 1846, this goes back because we all know Massachusetts loves to go back in time. Massachusetts is so old and cute. Massachusetts is OG, okay? Um, So 1846, Albert Terrell was acquitted in the murder of a prostitute, which we don't say anymore, politically incorrect. Um, We say... What do we say? (laughs) I think it's sex worker nowadays is like the right uh, thing. Yeah, just like, I, you know, this is like, the 1800s. That's what they said then. Yeah, this is 1846, so they were a prostitute um, in Boston. Terrell slit the, uh, slit the woman's throat, almost decapitating her. He also set fire to the brothel. Then fled to New Orleans, probably for Mardi Gras, where he was arrested. Yeah. His lawyer stated that Terrell was a chronic sleepwalker 
and perhaps committed the crime while asleep. <laughs> perhaps he committed the crime during his slumber. Um, and, like, why did he flee, you know, also? Come on. Um, well, it doesn't matter because the jury agreed and found him not guilty. <laughs> no way. This guy was white, I'm guessing. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Like, I not even gonna look it up because I'm sure um it says that um they found him not guilty although many contemporaries didn't buy the defendant's version of events and the Terrell case is thought to be the first U.S. legal case in which the sleepwalking defense was mounted with success interesting interesting (laughs) oh bless you um I don't have coronavirus. Um, I have allergies. It's called allergies. Take your temperature. Wash your hands. Oh, my God. Um, Okay. So that was, like, the oldest one. Then there's this one that is, I think, the first case I ever heard of where they used the sleepwalking defense. Um, And that is, oh, my God, I'm going to sneeze again. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) <laughs> oh wow sometimes I do like four in a row it's crazy okay, good it's drink. so does my husband he does so many in a row <laughs> oh my god it's like a thing um, okay so that's the case of Kenneth Parks he's a young Canadian man who was acquitted in the 1987 murder of his mother-in-law after using the sleepwalking defense on the night of the death he arose from bed drove 14 miles to the house of his in-laws with whom he was said to be close and strangled his father-in-law until he passed out. He bludgeoned his mother-in-law with a tire iron and stabbed them both with a kitchen knife. The woman died. Oh my God. The man barely survived. Um, Parks then arrived at a police station. Police said he seemed confused about what had transpired and they noted something odd. Parks appeared oblivious to the fact that he'd severed tendons in both his hands during the attack. So oh, I remember this one. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the oblivious obliviousness <laughs> obliviousness, yeah, to pain, along with other factors, um, including a strong family history of parasomnias. Parasomnias. Um, led experts to testify that Parks had been sleepwalking during the attack. Um, he was not conscious, not responsible, not guilty. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, and the fact also that he went to the police station, too. You know, like, he knew something was wrong but was kind of out of it and didn't know what. Yeah, Maybe. could you imagine, like, someone just shows up and they're, like, literally still sleepwalking but, uh. like, can to a murder, murder no. with their hands split so fucking bad that like uh, they don't even care. What the fuck? Like, are you on bath salts? No, or sleepwalking. Deep sleep. <laughs> I know it's crazy. I don't know. I mean, some of that, like that, that is a little hard to believe because you know the one I'm thinking of in Forensic Files, like he does things like. Um, get wet in a pool that would have woken him up. So I'm thinking if you like cut yeah. your tendons, would have woken up from uh, that too. I know? think that's the next one I'm gonna read. But like, 
this is crazy and I just want to like pause and thank you for never sleepwalking when we were roommates oh, oh my god absolutely not I I don't do that shit <laughs> And it's funny because like most of these, I think all of these stories actually are men. And Mm -hmm. I think I've only heard about people who have like serious sleepwalking issues are men. It does seem to be more men. I don't know any like statistics on that, but that's what I hear more of. And my husband, he, he, uh, he's never slept walk with me, but he's definitely like been in a weird state. Like he sat up in bed and like been out of it, you know, and I'm like trying to talk to him and he's just like not registering. But I guess he did a lot more when he was younger. So you also tend to like grow out of it too. Yes. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, I just, it's just like, I think men just like sleep deeper anyway. Like I will wake up, like I can get into a deep sleep, but if there is a fucking creak in the floor, I am awake. And I don't know if it's because I have kids or what but like or if just I'm a woman so I'm not as deep of a sleeper uh because I think that's pretty common with mothers like they can hear you know but some people do really get into a deeper sleep than others yeah I don't feel like I ever sleep super deep either like I can always hear the dog when he's just like barely like patting his tail wanting to get down off the bed you know or like what and like my husband's like totally out you know so yeah yeah yeah, my husband will be, like, in a deep sleep. And, like, when he wakes up, like, he needs a moment. Like, if he's woken out of his sleep, he needs a moment. Whereas if I'm woken yeah, up, I'm, I'm just, like, 100% alert. I know Sam, every, I know I where I am. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know where I am. I know who I am. I know what's happening. I like, usually wake up, like, 10 minutes before my alarm anyways. Just because, like, my body yeah. is, like up and ready you know to go (laughs) that's me when I had when I had like an actual job and an alarm to set yeah that's how I would be I'd wake up five minutes before turn the my alarm rarely went off because I would just turn it off and Mm -hmm. get up yeah maybe it must I, I don't know maybe that has to do with like hormones and stuff too I don't know um but so this next story about a man again um and this might be the one that you're thinking about so in 1997 Scott Ballater a devout Mormon stabbed his wife 44 times with a hunting knife he then dragged her into a backyard pool and held her head underwater a neighbor who witnessed the drowning called police which could you imagine Mr. Wilson like looking over his fence And and I think his kids found the body in the morning. Like, the murderer husband just let the kids find it. It's a good forensic files episode. Look it up. You know what? I heard this one on a podcast, too. I'll have to look up because it was a good episode. I mean, like, good as in, like, bad, but, like, good, you know. Um, So, okay. Falater, who was, uh, who had no apparent motive, tried to mount a sleepwalking defense. He said he had a history of sleepwalking, was sleep-deprived, and was unconscious at the time of the attack. Yet Falater had tried to um, conceal evidence. So police found the knife, bloody clothes, boots, gloves, and undergarments stuffed in a Tupperware container hidden in his car. Which it's like, mm-hmm. okay, at, at some point, okay, you're sleepwalking, but then you wake up. And then you need to fucking, like, 
call the cops or something like you don't you're not like how do I conceal this right so right exactly uh, that's like planning and stuff that's you know in your control of for sure and then it says also between the stabbing and the drowning the neighbor witnessed Val to motion for his dog to lie down a possible sign Mm -hmm. of consciousness right but it's like well and I think also this guy I think they say this in Forensic Files. He had heard about the other story that you just read last in Canada. And that's where he kind of got the idea from. Well, could you fucking imagine if your fucking next door neighbor, Mr. Wilson, witnessing this? What the fuck? What? You never know who's watching. Don't kill anyone in your yard or ever. (laughs) Or get a higher fence. I don't know. (laughs) No, so they found him guilty of first-degree murder in 1999. Um, And then the last one I have to share is Stephen Wrights. Um, He killed his lover, Eva Weinfurtner, a married woman in her 40s, during what was supposed to be a romantic Catalina Island getaway in 2001. Um, He smashed her head with a flower pot, leaving shards in her scalp, dislocated her arm, punctured her with a plastic fork, fractured her wrist, ribs, jaw, facial bones, and skull, and wielded a pocket knife. Um, oh, Left okay. big, big stab wounds on the back of her neck. Um, he told police that he had no recollection of the attack, though through quote-unquote flashbacks, he recalled believing that he was in a scuffle with a male intruder. Um, he he was working as a commercial fisherman and told police that the knife wounds on her neck were nearly identical to those that fishermen used to kill sharks. Which, like... Oh, okay. What? Um And at the trial, his parents testified that he had been a sleepwalker since childhood. The jurors didn't buy it, and they convicted rights of first-degree murder in 2004. Their decision was presumably influenced by the defendant's history of violence towards her, um, who was just like her girl, his girlfriend, um, including an incident in which he had broken into her apartment with a knife and told her... That he would gut someone like a fish. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that and makes sense now. Was like, at, the, at this point, even if you were quote unquote dreaming, you were still fucking thinking about doing this in your dream. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, this is what you were dreaming about killing exactly. your girlfriend, and you fucking did it. Oof. Ugh. So wait, did you did you say if he was guilty? Oh, um, oh no, it doesn't say. Oh my oh, god, okay. I, didn't to Google I didn't think so, but yeah, okay. I'm going to Google this guy, Stephen Wrights. Um, yeah, but those are the those are the main ones I wanted to share, but they mm-hmm. they like reminded me of like. Oh my god, yes. That was one of the craziest fucking episodes of a true crime podcast that I've listened to about this yeah. guy who 
it was like, oh, I was sleepwalking. But I really think like on a li- less you've lived with a sleepwalker or you are a sleepwalker, you don't realize. And I, I mean, all growing up, I don't think I've ever dealt with an actual fucking sleepwalker. I know my ah. husband has. Like, you know, he was like in the carry and like, you know, had roommate situations more than probably the average person. So he's known like some sleepwalkers and it's a fucking crazy because you don't know. It is very weird. Yeah. Yeah, And it is scary, but like it's not, you know, dangerous or whatever usually. Um, I mean, I do think like part of me thinks like some of these cases might be. Yes, right. But then some of these cases are definitely not. And they're just using that as an excuse. I, yeah. I don't know if I can say end all be all that like no one has ever been so deep in sleep that they, you know, committed a crime. Well, right. But and, and there's like the whole PTSD thing. Like, right. Mm-hmm. I know that some people, if they're woken up out of a deep sleep, they will just fucking bash your brains in. Like, right, they'll just right. fight exactly. you. If you've been, like, on the front lines of combat and you're woken up out of your sleep, you're just going to start swinging. You know what I mean? Like, it's, right. Or I, people who, like, have PTSD who have, like, strangled people in their sleep, you know, and stuff like that, and not realize that, like you were saying earlier, that they are asleep when they're doing something. Yeah. It's just so that bodily reflex. Yeah, and there, there's a lot of these cases out there, all men, which I've seen, which, like, I guess tracks for people who would sleepwalk might be more male. I didn't read any anything specifically I, I, that said that. I didn't that. see anything specific to that either, but I do feel like, yeah, the most stories you see are men. Yeah, or they're just like, oh, I heard this worked once, let's try this. Right. Yeah, I read a story once. Let me try it now. Yeah. Uh. Like, I I couldn't think of, like, a female claiming the sleepwalking defense, you know? I just don't think they would buy it, so. But anyway, so those are four kind of famous sleepwalking defense cases, and you can look into them further. If you want, you can search podcasts for them. There's some pretty good episodes on like a bunch of fucking different true crime podcasts so enjoy so good so yes i am gonna round things out talking about sleep paralysis which is something that is like terrifying to me a phenomenon and i do feel like i've experienced it a couple times not like super deep but like I do feel like I've been on maybe the surface of it. No, no, sorry. I'm not <laughs> friends anymore. <laughs> I am okay. so scared of this. What the fuck happened to you? Yeah, well, so let me explain what sleep paralysis is first. So okay. basically it occurs when um, a proactive mechanism of our body, it's, it is a proactive mechanism of our body to prevent us from acting out our dreams So when we sleep, electrical nerve impulses are cut off from the muscles and the brain. And this state is called atonia. And it's actually like essentially, you know, good and part of your healthy sleep cycle. So 
paralysis sets in when we're asleep and we are going through the five sleep stages, like the REM stage, which we've already talked about. Mm-hmm. And when we have vivid dreams while our muscles are in the atonia state. So basically like you are awake, but your body, your, your body has not caught up with your brain yet. And so your body oh can't move. Um, so your body is still asleep. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I but totally you're conscious and aware of what's going on. And okay. okay. like for me, I've had it where I just feel so dead tired but like I know I'm awake but I'm like you need to move your arm or something like that and I can't do that because like (laughs) just like but then like it'll I'll be it'll be like gradual and I'll be waking up you know so eventually it does happen but like my body will feel so like heavy and but my mind is like oh you're so tired but like my mind knows that it's awake I don't know (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. See, I've never had anything like that. And I've heard of these night terrors, which I'm sure you're going to talk about where you're like, literally like conscious, but cannot move. And someone is like over you choking you or something like, and you can't even like breathe, which is fucking insane. Like I, I honestly can't even imagine because if I hear like a fucking pin drop, I am like boop a hundred percent awake, like in a split second. So I can't yeah. even. No. Imagine. So the next thing it says in this article is that it like sleep paralysis is usually accompanied by hallucinations. So you're mm-hmm. right. Um, and you might think that you see like a demon in the corner of your room, or you might feel like a heavy presence on your chest. Um, okay. And yeah, so you might definitely see hallucinations, either audible ones or visual ones. And it's just the combination of the atonia and the waking up from the REM stage. Um, And it ends up like simply transferring strong dream material into our awakened state while we still can't move. It's all in the brain. So horrifying. Mm -hmm. I can't even imagine. Like, that is so fucking scary and like I don't know maybe you're gonna get into this but like anything I've read about that it's like if you're having this happen like you need to get a regular sleep cycle like do x y and z I guess kind of like what you were talking about before yeah it is similar to like like you can actually do things to help you not have this happen but I've heard of like I've heard of relatives have this happen so like I know this is fucking real even though it's yeah not it's so scary. this is definitely real and like I think this one's been proven as well like the lucid dreaming so but the good thing is like if you are having sleep paralysis it only lasts for a few seconds or a few minutes like it won't last for like a long time but it might feel like it in your dream sense so it might be yeah. like an eternity but it's really only just a few minutes yeah well it's the same thing yeah. with like you're only in REM sleep for like up to two hours or something whereas you could wake up in the morning and be like wow I just had that crazy fucking dream for the entire night but like you really didn't it was only for like 30 to minutes to two hours 
Right, right, exactly. Just, just like quarantine, like I was saying, time means nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is time? It doesn't matter. It's a fucking construct, so get used to it. <laughs> it really is. So, oh. um, before I get into some of the most terrifying, according to this other article, sleep paralysis stories, I just want to let you all know that it can happen to anyone. Between 8 and 50% of people will experience sleep paralysis at some point in their lives. Um, and gender does not appear to play a role, but age might. So it's more oh. likely to happen to people between the age of 10 and 25. So kind of like you were saying, maybe hmm. the younger side. When the brain is Interesting. still developing. Interesting. Oh my God. Hopefully, I mean, I'm out of that age range, obviously. <laughs> Hopefully, I don't have those dreams anymore, I but I have just feeling very heavy and unable to move my body. So, this other article and both these paralysis articles are from the Lucid Dream Society. Sounds legit. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds they like I want to join. About lucid dreams, definitely. <laughs> so they have a bunch of, um, they ask people on social media, Reddit, and email to send in their most terrifying sleep paralysis stories, and then they printed them on their website. God. So I'm just going to read a few of those. <laughs> yeah, because why not? So this first one is footsteps in the hallway. And then I'm just going to read exactly what they wrote because most of it's in first person. So okay. one night I woke up to what I thought was the sound of footsteps in my hallway. I was laying on my back, which immediately confused me and made me nervous because I never sleep on my back. So that's like one of those like awareness things I feel like yeah. too. You're like, I would never sleep on my back. <laughs> you know what? I've had that feeling where I'm like, I'm on my back. <laughs> what? Mm -hmm. Whoa. Okay. Okay. So it says, I tried to turn my head to see where the sound was coming from, but I couldn't move at all. The panic set in, and I heard the source of the footsteps come into my room. Now, no, no, although no. I could not see the figure, I just knew it was a home invader. I could feel oh him standing on the opposite side of my bed, silently no. staring down at me. He had a weapon in his right hand. I believe it was a knife. I swear no, no, my no, heart... No. I swear my heart has never dropped and raced like that in my entire life. I kept trying and trying to move or scream, but I was frozen in place and oh it God. felt like hours. Oh my God. I'm getting like coochie twin twinges. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. But right. Like, you know, after the fact that it's not a home invader, but like in your dream, it feels so real that that's. God, I want to die. Oh, so here is another footstep one too. So this seems to be a common theme. Oh my god! So, I'm like rocking back and forth like I'm in a fucking institute. And this one also involves an addict. So get ready. Oh, um, it says the title is "I could hear it breathing." I no, heard no, no, footsteps no, no, no. coming. Yep, yep, yep. I heard footsteps coming up the stairs of the attic, which ends up right beside my bed. I couldn't see anyone coming up, though. He just heard the footsteps. Suddenly, uh -oh. I realized I saw something in the corner of my peripheral vision, and I could hear it breathing. When I slowly rolled my eyes to the side, I saw the small head of a white-faced troll grinning no. and staring at me. 
And the folder reminds me of the Instagram live where you talked about the clown, the little midget clown, or I'm sorry, and maybe you're not supposed to say that word anymore, the small person clown um, in the person's room. And then they were like, thought it was a statue, but it wasn't a statue. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Stop, 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 stop. Okay. Number one, Guy Diamond is like the glitter troll. And that's all I could think about (laughs) um, from the Trolls movie. And... Ew. Yeah. A white-faced troll grinning and staring at me. I panicked, and suddenly all the phones in the house started ringing. The ringing sound built and built and got louder and louder. And it scared me because I thought, like, this person's saying, it scared me because I thought I had tinnitus, like the ringing in your ears after that. And that's, like, where he really thought he had. And then after this short moment, which felt like a really long time, I had enough strength to finally lift my arm up. This immediately stopped no. all the hallucinations, and I woke up without tinnitus, but... No. Fuck that. Yeah. These, I mean, these are terrifying. Like, the fact that you cannot move, um awful so this next <laughs> one is like i'm fine it's fine i'm fine everything's fine it's fine i'm fine i'm fine you're fine it's fine <laughs> like yeah, yeah. like you're you think you're paralyzed like it's crazy so okay this next one is the man with the knife and this one's really scary so oh. the person says i feel i'm awake but i feel groggy and that's what i feel like when i've had this happen okay and I'm so like, oh, boobs right now <laughs> Hang on tight. Here we go. Um, so then when, you know, he's waking up and feeling groggy, this person realizes that they actually can't move. Simultaneously, I am also acutely aware that I am in imminent physical danger. I can see a shadow in the room at the foot of my bed, and it is a man with a very large knife. I know that I must move in order to save my life, but I cannot move. And I hold my breath because I can't move. And I instead try to be as intensely still as possible. I get my heart rate to slow down for fear that he can hear inside my chest. And he wouldn't try to stab me if I'm already dead, right? So he just tries to, you know, be super still. I stay this way, hardly breathing and drifting between awake and asleep again. And then eventually the shadow is gone. And I feel like I can let go and drift back to sleep. But when I wake up, I'm always, I'm almost always on my side and not on my back at all, which is, I don't know, just one of those probably weird things that oh, person usually sleeps on their back. <laughs> oh, I don't like that. <laughs> okay, well, I will end it with one more. This one's super creepy, and it's called The Little Girl. So, <gasps> a few, yeah, right? That's always creepy. So Yeah. A few reoccurring characters um, are a banshee in my room screaming at me in some sort of demonic multi-voice. Great. Um, A little girl that walks up to me and resets my sleep paralysis and puts me into nightmares. I'm usually up for the rest of the night if I get a visit from either of those two. But this person says I get them quite frequently when I'm stressed and they tend to stress me out for the next night, so it just compounds on itself. Um, she's also had skeletons walking past my door, dead people staring at me from my window, and I don't know why my dreams are centered around dead things or rotting things, but they are. I'm a 34-year-old man, and I know, and I don't know why 
the little girl ghost scares me so much. Oh, well, like, sorry, there's nothing fucking scarier than a child ghost. Nothing. Absolutely not. Nothing. 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 So those are all sleep paralysis experiences where people are awake and feel very aware but cannot move their bodies. So just terrifying. Let us know if you've ever experienced that or lucid dreaming. We would love to know. Um, I got Yeah. You can just, like, read about it forever. I, like, the amount of stories. Well, and I know, I think, I feel like Maggie has a, a dream journal or something of the sort because she was always one to be like, oh, my God, I had this dream of, like, and it was so fucking detailed. And I'm like, what like my dreams aren't that detailed because I she really can think, remember like, them yeah yeah I think like if you really do try to get more in tuned with your dreams yeah I guess it makes sense like the whole lucid dreaming thing I don't know I, I think mean, we should try it's just channeling your awareness yeah I think it can only help you if you yeah, try like why not why not try I'm gonna yeah. try it well, that on is- that note, I think we should do our BuzzFeed quiz because that will also give us some insight into what type of dreamers we are. Um, do you want to tell people this uh, wonderfully, perfectly paired theme BuzzFeed quiz that you found? Yeah, I did. Well, I had to, like, resort to the search option yeah. on BuzzFeed. I know. I've been there. Been there. Yeah. So I searched just, like, dream meaning or something like that so um this quiz is can we guess your personality based on your recurring dream so it basically had all the different options of like kind of what I was talking about before like the most average you know recurring dreams falling death snakes you know testing this and that so um naked yeah so basically you had to choose what you thought was your most recurring dream and then they gave you what they thought your personality was yeah mine was pretty pretty right I would say okay what did you get so I did the falling because that's like the one that seems to be the most recurring that I can remember Mm -hmm. anyways um and I got the personality type is active It says, you tend to bite off more than you can chew, filling your work and social calendar to the brim before eventually realizing you can't finish everything you said you'd do, but no one could. (laughs) You feel guilty missing things and try to be everything to everyone, but all you can do is your best. So I definitely think like, yeah, I take on a lot more than I can chew sometimes. So that is interesting. It might be, you know, the feeling of out of control with so much going on and feeling like you said. Yeah, and just, like, reminding yourself to, like, slow down. It's okay to say no. Exactly. Okay. Love that for you. Love that for you. (laughs) Okay, so, interestingly, I got something different. Okay. I chose the one of tight situations because that is the one that I most – kind of relate to like I was saying I'm going through a house and the door is teeny tiny or whatever so um 
this said, you got individual. You feel restricted by tradition and rules and are possibly the black sheep of your family, which I don't think so. <laughs> but, um, you feel a great sense of duty to loved ones, but often find yourself struggling to tell them when you disagree with something they've said or done and you hate confrontations, which is like 100% true. <laughs> right. That part is um, hate a confrontation. Oh, my God. I can't even think about it. It makes me, like, uncomfortable and anxious. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Because that is interesting. I, both kind yeah. of on. Yeah. That is crazy. And I think, yeah. So listen. Everybody, just listen to your dreams. Just, like, take a moment to think about them, what they might be telling you. I be think your we should all just, dream like, weaver. Really, like, th- this is the time. Why not? Oh, yeah. Exactly. You know I mean? Now yeah. is the time. Now is the time. Now and if is you're the- feeling something weird during this time because of everything that's going on, like, maybe studying your dreams will help you interpret that a little bit better. So, why not? Yeah. Why the heck not? Yeah. <laughs> why not? Honest to God. That is, that is like, our theme for the next foreseeable fucking future. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Who cares? Why not? Comma, who cares? Yep. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, freaking cheers Uh, to you all. Um, Cheers, guys. Yeah, things are crazy. It's a crazy time, and we hope we brought a little laughter into your life. (laughs) We didn't remember that we were in a fucking pandemic, okay? A global (laughs) pandemic. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, happy birthday to you, belated. Oh, thank uh, you. Yeah. Well, everybody, we love you. And I guess I'll just say sleep tight and don't let the bed bugs bite. <laughs> Ooh, I love that. One of the best things. <laughs> Bye. Um, Let us know your dreams. You know- we love you. Bye. Bye.